Hello, hello. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm Saint, and I hope you're having a lovely day. Now, the movie we're about to discuss is The Highwayman, made in March the 15th, 2019. This movie is actually pretty good. Before we continue, be advised, there's about to be spoilers. Be advised that this is an adult podcast. There will be adult subjects. Again, people, this is an adult podcast. Now, let's get into it. The Highwayman details the story of two Texas Rangers. Now, you're wondering straight off the bat about the name of the movie. If it's about two Texas Rangers, why not call it some that reference the Rangers? Because it becomes more apparent as you watch the movie. It actually explains that. Um, this movie tells the tale of the hunt of Bunny and Clyde. And that's really different. There's been plenty of Bunny and Clyde movie, but it, the main focus is on Bunny and Clyde. This movie does not focus completely on Bunny and Clyde. Matter of fact, it focuses on the two lawmen who was tasked to hunt these people down. Matter of fact, to give you a little bit of information, how this movie starts off is perfectly. Um, there is a young girl. She walks out into a field. She's carrying something and this lady is dressed to the teeth. She doesn't look like she's going to a grocery store. She looks like she's going somewhere important. Matter of fact, the girl from the far off picture looked like she could wear nothing but like maybe 90 pounds. If 90 pounds at that. Soaking wet. She can, she, she's not a big person. So she's carrying something and as you paying closer to attention, you notice that it is a gun of some sort and the scene switches into the olden days where you remember correctly that the cop the jailers was always on horseback watching their people um working the field doing either construction work and that's what it looked like is going on that they're plowing the field they're getting something ready for something to be built and as one of the uh jailers are on horseback some is on feet now one of the jail mates say hey boss can I go shake the tree and he goes shake the tree and be honest it's not that he had to use the bathroom he is finding the gun that was been planted out of here now if you skip forward to a couple of more minutes you notice that this small petite girl that's literally dressed up to the teeth lets off on the Tommy gun she shoots up into the air and she's going off and you can hear just going off birds flying and of course the jailers they hear this so they're all caught off guard bam the inmates take his chance kill the guards and they get off the running the rest of the jailers or they're going out them skip forward another scene and you see well basically you see ma the governor of texas she's pissed matter of fact she's mad she's anger you can see you can see all over face like for two years two years these people have been wreaking habit two years we can't find them two years we can't going on you know hey, what's going on and one of the guys he's old school so he suggests a name and she was like you want to bring those two back those two relics after i've just disbanded the texas ranger that i ran on it that matter of fact that i have re made law enforcement to new uh, needs. There's no more barbarities. There's no more of this stuff that was going on with the Texan Rangers. So she's not happy. She's pissed. But she knows that these two are not alike. 
regular criminals. These two are hardened killers. Matter of fact, they have already killed about 13 people. They're rampaging across the state to state. And back in the old days when uh, J. Edward Hewitt was creating a, a federal task force, if you went to another state, you was completely good. Like, nobody really chased you behind that. As long as you didn't come back into the state, you could went to another state, committed a crime, boom, go back to another state, and not many people in that state will be looking for you. There's Sometimes people will send bounty hunter or marshal, but if you went to another state, you was, eh, you basically got away with the crime. That was, like, weird. But, again, the federal agents, they have no, uh, they had no luck. They couldn't find any people. And so, one of the guys, old school again, suggests these two Texas Rangers. And he, he, he suggested to the very one who dismantled this. So, you know how he's like, uh, I know the people. They can find these, find these two criminals, but but you ain't gonna like it, woman. And she ain't, she she's pissed. They're relics to her. They're relics. They're she forced them to retire. She disbanded it. She changed their uh, way law was handled. So she doesn't want these two. But she realized, like any leader must, that sometimes you need people that can get the job done. So she relents. She relents, and he goes get them. Now these two are different. Matter of fact, one of them is successful. He went into private business, private insurance, and married well. So he's pretty living good. He he doesn't need this stuff. And from that uh, perspective, which is played by Hawes, he, Kevin Coster, who's playing this lead character, Hank, he's like, I, I don't, I don't need it, you know, you know, his wife doesn't want it, and you can tell that his wife is the one that's saying no, because he's looking at her like, no, you, you know what my wife would do to me, and that's the thing, he lived a dangerous life, and his wife got him at home, his wife has him in retire. he's living comfortable, she likes him, and he has a pet peeve, even though it, it, it's not one of them cute peeves, it's a giant pet peeve, but she doesn't want him to go. So he tells him no. But as things happen, he hears the rampage of the radio. And again, you got to love how they bring it out that everything was played over the radio. Because she's having a dinner party. And he is sending a board out of his mind. And he's listening to the radio. You can tell. He's like me at the thing. Like, oh, Lord, when is this event it's about to be over? I want the people gone so I can just relax. Watch a little TV. You know, everybody can say that's a little bit antisocial, but when you're in your own home and you want to relax, but you have a bunch of people that you like, so when this going to last, baby? You know, I, you know, I say we can have this. Well, I, you know, I agreed to it. When is this going to end? Because, you know, I just want to relax. I want to enjoy my time. Plus, they ain't have kids, so, you know, he want to just walk around in his underwears. Sip some uh, Kool-Aid or juice back in the day was tea, so he would want to just literally relax in his house and just not worry about a thing. But he hears a gun thing happen. He hears that Bunny and Clyde have struck again, that they have killed people again. Now, to be referenced, that it is suspected during the time that Bunny and Clyde has killed 13 people. 13 people that they know of. And that point cannot be delivered you more. They killed 13 people over their lifetime. Now, 
they don't know how much more that these people actually killed that they actually didn't catch to. Because, again, it was back in the older days. These people could have actually killed a lot more people. They was killers. And so, now we have killers chasing killers. Because this is what it is. And he go gets his friend reluctantly. And his friend, who's living with his family, looked like his daughter at the time. And she's saying, what you going to do? And he walks his his you know he walks his kid to the um the, to the bus stop and it's like his grandson he's and his grandson speaks to him and tells him about his past basically and this is a situation that is not easily um talked about because he's famous he's famous in the way that he was a famous lawman back in the day so he has a lot of people under his belt and then the scene with Aaron's playing he looks at the kid and he's playing it eloquently he's like um what do you know about this and as you know all kids say is they tell you exactly where they hear it from he said my friend told me what happened he said you killed a lot of people that you probably gonna go to hell for it whoa <laughs> whoa <laughs> like literally last thing you want to hear come out of a child's mouth is somebody telling her, hey, you know, you've done a lot of bad things. You can go on the air with that. Like, oh, God. You, you can see the look in their face like, yeah, yeah. Hope not, but yeah. Because he's realized what he has done. And this movie is about this. Matter of fact, there's two, they're two old dogs. They're, they've lived their life. They've, they're want to retire, but they know that they're being needed. So, and that's what they're continuing. They pursue their hunt, and the FBI don't want them. The FBI back then did not want their help, did not want them to pursue these people because they was relics. And these people wanders upon the scene, and they're like, who are you? And they introduce themselves as high men, highway men, because they're no longer rangers. They're highway men. However, this is the point. They're rangers. And rangers back in them days were killers. If they were sent out to get you, you was ending up in a body bag. You was not ending up in a safe place. You was not going home to your mama. You was ending up in a body bag. And this movie breaks it down how these old retired policemen saw things that the new policemen did not see. They seen evidence. They seen ways that they walked, that the little girl was walking with a limp that she dragged a foot, but she, it was her who shot and killed this man. That it was her who stood above this man with a shotgun and blew his face off. I mean, the graphic on it was like, boom. So, it goes more in detail about how they hunted them down. And as they hunted them, they had the arm up. Now, back in the day, you can go into a gun shop and buy a buttload of gun. It's not like today. Today, you need a background check. And if you're one of those people that has to wait for a couple of days, you're pissed. Back in the day, you can go in. I want this gun. I want this gun. I want this ammo. And that was it. Because you see this scene. This man is loading up. This man is loading up to the teeth. He buying so much ammunition that if you did, did this today, you have FBI on your front yard as soon as you got home. Like, <clears throat> so... You want to explain to me why you bought over 500 rounds of ammunition, shotguns, machine guns, uh, all of this stuff? 
And these are some high-grade weapons. These are not hunting rifles. These are machine guns, guns. And the reason why is because Bunny and Clyde was not no ordinary criminals. Matter of fact, they were used to rob National Armory, National Guard Armory. They would get their machine guns, their submachine machine guns from this place. So they was heavy loaded with machine guns themselves. This guy literally went to a store which was gun and he bought everything that he needed. He bought shotguns, he bought pistols, he bought machine guns. He bought it because he knew what he was going out of. These was dangerous individuals. And this this movie brings it out even more. How dangerous they are. Matter of fact, it also brings out the fact that these people will celebrate it. As one scene comes that the lawman finally got some. These two rangers got him in their sight and he could not pull the trigger because... Bam. They were celebrities. People came out of nowhere trying to shake their hand. Saying, hey, how you doing? And everything. And the lawman is disgusting. And the reason why anybody would be disgusting. Because these people are hardcore killers. They're cold-blooded. They don't care. They're just killing people. But to the common people back in the day, they wasn't stealing from common people. They were stealing from people that worked on farms and worked in uh, schools and stuff or a gas station. They were stealing from the banks. That was from rich people. They didn't care about that. Not me. Not even thinking about the people that they killed. So, these people were celebrities. That's right. Common criminals were celebrity. But, we shouldn't be surprised because it happens today. That criminals are become celebrities. And that's what they was. So much so that when these people died, again, interesting fact that it will show you in the movie at the end of credits, that when Bunny died, there was over 20,000 people that came to her funeral. When Clyde died, 15,000. I know, 5,000 less than Bunny. But, hey, that just showed the magnitude on how popular that these two criminals was. So, they're hunting these people. And they finally, finally catch up to them. And they had to make sure that the two people that they was going to in Louisiana was legitimate. So, Woody Harrison... He goes in, he acts like he's a corrupt man. He acts like he's from a family that just, just want to pay a bribe out to the people. And again, I wish I can hit the southern accent like uh, Louisiana because it was lovely how the dude said that. That basically slammed them on the table, threw this pitchfork right in front of face, tells them, hey, take your money back. We ain't no crooks out here, you know. And he said, well, you know, you're exactly what I need. And he pulls out his badge to show them that, yeah, we need you. That's why we came here acting like this. We want to see how straight and level that you was, how how you was going to roll, basically. And they set up Bunny and Clyde. And the man that set up Bunny and Clyde is a piece of crap. And I say this not because he was using cheap labor and stuff like that. But I say he's a piece of crap because he knows these guys. Matter of fact, his son is friend with him. He ain't doing this to save his son. But he also makes a point that, hey, Clyde bought me the house. I like my house. If you're going to kill him, kill him on the road. Don't shoot up my house. And that tells you how dirty this man is. Like, <laughs> yeah, he want to save his son. But at the same time, he don't want his house shut up. And yeah, Clyde bought him his house. So he was like, 
Yeah, hey, you can kill him. Just don't shoot up my house. I like it. In the scene where they set up what's playing. It's playing. It is there. And the youngest person that's there with them. He has a crush on Bonnie. Matter of fact, he grew up with Bonnie. He always thought that she was a pretty little thing. That she couldn't harm nobody. But, again, it shows you that you should not judge a book by its character. You know, by its cover. You don't know who a person is, truly. Until you get to know them. Even then, you really don't know them. And this movie shows that. But he thought she was harmless. She thought he was just this petite, little, pretty little thing that couldn't harm anything. No, this woman's cold-blooded killer. You know, as uh, Rick James made that song, cold-blooded, <laughs> this is what she is. She she was a killer. And she drunk heavily because she was in pain. Not just physical pain, probably emotional pain. Because Clyde, he didn't drink. And they would find liquor bottles everywhere. So. The scene is set up. Where. The man is pretending. That he had a fat tire. And that he needed help. And Bunny Clyde knowing this man. Turns over and says hey do you need some help. The lawman jumps out. Bam. Right in front of him. Before they can reach for it, they give them that warning because some people put it like, oh, they shot him dead as soon as they saw him. Yeah, they shot him dead, but in the movie, they put it where they gave him warning. Now, the moment that they reached for their gun, because a moment, Bunny Clyde was not going to be going to take him alive. They was not going to be a prisoner. As soon as they reached for the gun, they unloaded. And it is a ricochet of bullets. It is glory. It is gruesome it is bad it's just overkill to the point to the point that even after they're dead that they accidentally hit off the brake that the cops keep on shooting because they're taking no chance remember these people have killed two lawmans they've killed 13 people that they know of robbed several banks there could be more bodies they don't know that they know these people are hardcore killing so they are at this point reloading taking out their pistols and they're fine they're chasing out the car shooting they're making sure and this dude this guy this young kid who had the crush on bunny he is the one that put back her head and notice it like yeah they're dead You would like this film because it shows you that these law enforcement was guys that did the job that was handed to them. Yes, they was cold killers. They was hunters, but they didn't enjoy it. Matter of fact, the young guy in the film asked the guys I heard like between y'all that y'all killed 54 people. He looks at them and said, we killed 54 people on a day. He let them know that on one day that they've killed him alone, just killed one fifty. 54 people over that more than that he even goes in detail and tell them the story and as you notice that he tells this story it is not a story where he's happy you can tell the sadness in his voice you can hear how he's depressed about it that he did something that he knew that had to be done because the people that he was sent out of was killers they was robbers they was bandit they was rapers they was extremely bad people but one of them was a little kid and he remembers every details of it you can see the pain in his voice 
when he's telling it. And when you hear someone say, you can see the pain in their voice, it's literally the sound of their voice, the tone, you can, it's just become visible. It's not like they're faking it. You can tell it. That's why you say you can see the pain in his voice. It's not, oh, he's faking the pain. No, you see the pain in his voice. He doesn't, he's not happy about telling this story. He's not happy about telling what he did. He did what he had to do. And this movie plays off of history and is, again, a true story. It tells the story of these two rangers. Matter of fact, the ending of this movie was perfect after they have catch these two criminals. Um, one man wanted to say, hey, hey, I got a man on New York. He'll pay you $1,000. Now, everybody thinking $1,000 today ain't much, but you got to remember, $1,000 back then was a whole lot of money. That was <laughs> that would feed you for a while, while. Like, equivalent to a big news paying you twenty dollars or $10,000 today. $10,000 back, $1,000 back then was a lot of money. Just period. And when they're offered this story, offered this money for just doing this over phone interview, he walks away. And the other one, played by Woody Harris, looked at him and said, Shame on you. Shame on you. Because they're disgusted that somebody would pay money to hear what they did. That this was not a happy moment for them. They did this job, and they make it clear because these people needed to be catch. These people needed to be put down because they had did a horrible, horrible things, and they was going to continue to do horrible things. But the movie ends, and I think a perfect way, like all old western does, with the two people who, the two lawmen riding off into the sunset. And yeah, at the end, they show them switching uh, drivers, one switch out for the other one. But still, it's in the car, the silhouette is there, and they're driving back to their family. And of course, Ma, played by Kathy Bate, is saying, I knew, I knew that they was going to catch them. That's why I chose them. That's why I sent them out of them. And, of course, she did not want to, but, you know, when will a politician tell you the truth? It's not going to happen. But, hey, she did. She did reluctantly sign off onto it. And if you watch the detail after the movement, after it, it gives you more history, facts, and information about who these people was from what they did after their life and what continued on. This movie is not a slow pace, but it's there. It got the drama, it got the crime element. It will keep you intertwined, watching it continuously. So, I urge you to go watch the movie Highwayman and enjoy it. If you uh, like it, let me know. Mention me back on my podcast, people, and let me know how you enjoyed it and what points that you've seen. This is Saint, and I hope you're having a lovely, lovely day.